0: Uh, we're going to continue our series called A Fire Inside, and this week we're going to be camping out in First Corinthians 12. So if you've got your Bibles you could, and you want to follow along in your Bible, you can turn to First Corinthians 12 this morning. This week, we're entering into what I would call chapter three of sort of our series on the Holy Spirit. Uh, we began way back at the beginning of January, this sort of journey through the Bible in looking at what the Bible has to say about the Holy Spirit. And we began way back in January with sort of looking at a, a historical context of, of the, the, the Holy Spirit. We talked all about Acts chapter two and the coming of the Holy Spirit. And then we saw that it wasn't just this one time moment that took place on this one day in this one room with this one group of people that we saw it spread out just like how the gospel was supposed to spread out. The baptism of the Holy Spirit also spread that way. And then we, we moved into chapter two and in chapter two, we kind of looked at, at us. And how do we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? How do we do that well? How do we understand and how do we make sure we're good ground? And then last week, Pastor Lori brought us to this place where, where we prayed to receive the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in our lives, or, where we prayed to receive God's presence on our lives. And now we're going to enter into what I would call chapter 3. And, and the theme of chapter 3 is, I would say, So, what? Okay, we've got the Holy Spirit. So, what? What does it mean? What what does it mean for us in our lives? What does it mean? So, we've come to this moment where where we we embrace the, the Holy Spirit and His work in our lives. So, what does that mean? And there's really two things that the Bible will tell us that come into our lives as a direct result of the Holy Spirit. And so this week we're going to look at one of them. Next week we're going to look at the other one. And and we're going to begin this week looking at 1 Corinthians 12. And in 1 Corinthians 12, why we're going to begin there is 1 Corinthians 12 gives us a list of what's called the gifts of the Spirit. The, the, The Holy Spirit is now into our lives, and so he's going to give us gifts. We, we receive the Holy Spirit, who, who we've talked about over and over again being a gift that God gives us. But the gift comes bearing gifts. And the gift comes with gifts for us. The Bible actually talks about lots of different gifts that were given as followers of of God, as followers of Jesus. There's a number of different places. There's four places in in the New Testament where we're given different lists. There's Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, and 1 Peter 4. And those those are different kinds of gifts. Some will say that these are gifts that God places in you. Others will say these are gifts that Jesus gives to the church and we discover that those gifts are people and they're they're ways that that you have been created as a gift. And, And then we also see in 1 Corinthians 12 that we're told that there are gifts that the Spirit gives us. Now, there's other gifts that we can see within the pages of Scripture, things like craftsmanship or, or encouragement or fasting or hospitality or intercessory prayer or interpretation of dreams or, or being a wise judge or missions and cross-cultural ministry, music, philanthropy, giving, and worship leading. Not all of those come in the form of a list. Some of them are, are just as we move through, and Scripture will see that they had a gift for building things. Or they were given a gift of encouragement. And so we can see that there's even more gifts than just what are listed in those four. But our time together today, we're going to focus on 1 Corinthians 12. Because it, that's what we've been talking about. The gifts of the Spirit. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And here's the gifts that they bring. And so we're going to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. Where it will say, There are different kinds of spirits But the same spirit distributes them. Now, I want to pause here just for a moment. Because we're going to come back to this theme literally over and over and over again. Where this idea that it's the same spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit. And the reason why that's important is because as we look at some of these gifts, some of them, we're like, oh, that's nice. Oh, I'd like to have that as a part of my life. And some of the other ones, we might be like, well, that's weird. I don't know that I want to do that. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds strange. But over and over again, Paul's going to come back and he's going to say, remember the gift that God gave us in the Holy Spirit. These gifts are all from the same Spirit. So whether it sounds nice or whether it sounds weird, it's the same Spirit. And we're going to see how important this is because if you count how many times Paul references this over like the seven verses that we're going to read today, it's like more times than we're going to read verses. But so let's keep reading. Verse So verse 4 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Are you seeing how he's bringing this back again and again and, and he's not done yet? Verse 7 Now, to each of one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now, I want to pause here again because it's important that we stop and we recognize and we understand that when it says now to each one, what that means is to each one. Like, when it says to each one, what it means is to each one. That, that we don't somehow think that, oh, well, you know, the gifts, the, these gifts, I'm not worthy of that. Or, or God hasn't gifted me that way. Or, or God, I, I don't do that. But we recognize that, that God has given to each one, another way of saying that that's pretty simple, is all. Now, now, to all, to each one of us, every one of us that's received the Holy Spirit, the, the gifts of the Spirit are given. So if you've received the Holy Spirit, you have these gifts. They are available to you in, in your life. And we're going to talk in a moment about what that means. But what you need to know and what we need to settle and we need to understand is that are you worthy? Yes. Are you gifted? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit able to work through you? Yes. That we need to stop we need to understand that to each one. And so to each one of us, the manifestation of the Spirit, that means the presence of the Spirit, the, the evidence of the Spirit is given. Now on to verse 8, where, where Paul lays out this list. And so he says this or now to each one to to one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit to another miraculous powers to another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. And that's where we're going to stop. And we're going to go back and unpack that. Because undoubtedly, some of the things that we just read, you might say, I've got a question about that. And so we'll come back. I'm not sort of feeling like, well, now you know. Go in peace. God bless you. But we'll come back and we'll walk through all of those things. But what I want to let you know and and come back to is that we need to recognize and and deal with today that that some of these things can sound really weird. And they can sound really scary or, or maybe confusing. And some of them are. Sometimes they feel that way because they are. But what we're going to do today is first we're going to acknowledge that it's the same Holy Spirit. And so no matter how nice it might be to like, I would like to get lots of words of wisdom. That sounds nice. Everyone wants that. But working of miracles, healing, speaking in other tongues. We want to recognize it's all the same God. But then what else we're going to do is we're going to walk through all of these gifts. And, and help us to understand how they would look like in our lives, maybe in a way that de-weirds them or de-scaries them and hopefully leaves you a little less confused. But one thing I want to do, I want to dive into, right before we, we dive into this list to help us understand is, is there's an important principle that we need to understand about the gifts of the Spirit and that the, these gifts are given to us as moments in time, not as states of being. And what I mean by that is that if you are given the gift of healing, what that doesn't look like is that every single person, every time you pray for them, they're healed completely and utterly in that moment. That's not what the gift of healing looks like. That if you have the gift of healing, maybe it looks like this, but probably not. To be able to go to the hospital and just go, you're healed, you're healed, you're healed, you're healed, you're healed. healed." And, And to be able to do that all the time everywhere you go. But that that's not what these gifts are meant to be, is the way that the Holy Spirit works in us is that he, that he will come on us for a moment, where God gives you the gift to be able to do this thing in this moment. And so we, we operate in faith and we do that but it's not a state of being. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to come back to that idea over and over again as, as we go through this. But it's important that we understand that as we talk about these things, because some of them can sound an awful lot like states of being, and some of them we wish were states of being, but we need to recognize that when the Holy Spirit comes, it's for a moment in time, not forever. Now, some of them you may operate in more. Some of them, that, that, that is a place of comfort for me. That, that's something that, that God works through me quite regularly. And other ones, you may say, I've never done that before. And that's okay. Because it's not up to us. We don't manifest the, the gifts of the Spirit in our lives. I don't get to do them because I'm more holy. I don't get to decide what I do because reasons. The Holy Spirit... Decides and he gives us gifts.
1: And so the first gift that
0: we read about being given is a message of wisdom. The gift of, of the message of wisdom is not the same as simply growing and being wise. Remember, it, it's not a state of being. It, it's not a way that we just are. People can be wise without the gift of wisdom. In fact, the Bible calls us to be wise without the gift of wisdom. And you may know people in your life that you would say, when when I just don't know what to do, I go and talk to them. Because they're wise. When I need need advice and I don't know what to do, I will go ask whoever it may be. Because they're, they're wise. They've got wisdom. And so they can help me see and understand. And that's a wonderful thing to be, but that's not the gift of wisdom. When you're given the gift of a message of wisdom, it's a special kind of wisdom for a special kind of circumstance. When somehow, somewhere, you just seem to be able to to know what is happening, not just what is happening, what we can do about it. It not wisdom that comes from you, not, not a wisdom that, well, as I've been thinking about this more and more, and, and I really think, but where there's like this divine deposit into your life, where, where you're looking and you just go, I don't know why, but this is what we need to do right now. I, I just have this sense that what we need to do Is this
2: That it's not somehow, as I've
0: sat and carefully weighed all day, that's real wisdom, and that's not bad wisdom. Don't hear that, but don't mistake that. That the gift of wisdom is a deposit of wisdom into your life when the Holy Spirit comes on you, when you don't know what to do, and the Holy Spirit comes and speaks to you and says, Max, this is what you're supposed to do. And we go, I don't know where this came from, but man, I've got it. I know what to do. It's the special kind of wisdom that when we look back on it, we go, I can't believe that was right. Wow! Who would have thought God did? And we recognize that it's not us. It's not my wisdom. It's not, look what I figured out. It's that God spoke to me. Next, we have a message of knowledge. Now, much like wisdom... Knowledge is something that we don't need specifically a gift to acquire.
1: We can have loads of
0: knowledge without it being a a spiritual gift. Have you ever played a trivia game with someone who just seems to know everything about everything? No matter what the question is that comes up, they just seem to know the right answer. No matter, it's like, oh, my car is broke. Have you tried this? Uh, what were the causes of World War I? Oh, well, actually, it's this. Oh, well, what's the capital? Oh, it's that. Well, how do you calculate? Oh, it's that. That People just know things. And there are some people who have all kinds of knowledge. And that's a good thing. But that's not the gift of knowledge. The gift of knowledge is much like it's the supernatural deposit of something that you can't know, that, that you shouldn't know.
1: But suddenly I do know that, that, some, that all of a sudden God has spoken to you and, and said, ask them about their dad. Because there's stuff that they need to confront there. And so I say, tell me about your relationship with your dad. He you said, how did you know? I say, I didn't. But God knew and God spoke through me.
0: To understand a message of knowledge is to understand that that we have had this deposit of knowledge into our lives. Now, next, we're told that we can receive a gift of faith. Now, now faith is one of these words that has a few different meanings inside of our Christian culture, inside of our Christian walk. Um, We use faith to describe a few things, and the Bible does too.
1: We're told to put our faith in
0: Jesus. We're, we're, that we're, we're, we're to have a faith in God. That's not this kind of faith. That's a, different under, that's a different kind of faith than the gift of faith that comes from the Holy Spirit. We're called to walk by faith and not by sight. Again, that's, that's kind of this, but that's a bigger concept than what we're talking about here. When we talk about the gift of faith, Have you ever been in a place where you just really were able to trust God? Even when it didn't make sense. Even when maybe other people around you were worried or anxious or afraid or were doubting or were walking away.
1: And yet somehow you just felt peace. That, that other people around you would say, Linda, how can you be so calm? And I don't know. The, the Bible will tell us that in, in Jesus,
0: through the, we have a, a peace that passes understanding. And that's what the gift of faith looks like.
1: It's for moments and places in our lives where by all understanding, our faith should be gone.
0: But somehow,
1: we're standing
0: confident in the promises of God. Maybe we don't know where we're going to get dinner tonight because we have no money in the bank. Maybe we don't know where we're going to live next month because... Rent has been due for three months.
1: <laughs> and,
0: and it's, and, but somehow, there's not a naivety. not somehow like, well, I just don't care about consequences. But you just have this peace that the Lord will provide. God's gonna provide for me. And, and that deposit into our life where we have faith that we shouldn't have is what the gift of faith looks like.
1: Next, we're told that we can have the
0: gift of healing. This is maybe one of the most clearly... You, know, it, you don't need for me to unpack for you what the term healing means. But we all know that. It means that somebody who's sick can be made better. Emotionally, spiritually, whatever. Whatever. Emotionally, that, that I can I can pray for someone and God can heal them. And we understand that. What I think can be really hard for us to understand and to really believe is that I can do that. That that I can pray for someone and they can be healed. That, that God can use me, that I know that God can do it. But the part of the challenge that that we need the gift of faith for is to believe that God could use me to do it. That it's not whether or not God can, but it's whether or not I think that God can use me. Now, I I have prayed for people, and I have seen them healed. I have prayed for people, and in a moment, I, I, I have seen healing, miraculous healing take place. And I've prayed for people over and 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 over
1: again and not seen them healed. Because the gift is not a state of being. It's for a moment. But I know in my life,
0: I can... Still picture it. I can still feel it. I can still experience it. I was at church one Sunday. There was somebody at church who I knew had been struggling with being sick for a long time. And I felt the Lord say to me, Brad,
1: you go pray for them, and I'm going to heal them. And I didn't do anything with it because I was afraid. What if, what if I, on my own, walk over to this person and say, can
0: I pray for you? And they say yes, and I pray for them,
1: and nothing happens. What happens? And I still remember the feeling of watching them leave church and feeling utterly devastated because I couldn't do it. I couldn't go pray for, I couldn't do it.
0: And I think the gift of faith or the gift of healing is not just, well, God can, God can heal. The gift of healing is that God can use me to heal. And so we pray for healing. Because I don't know if this time today might be my day where God empowers me to heal you. I will pray for you.
1: If you ever want to be prayed for healing, I will pray for you. We all pray for each other. Because
0: we've all been given the opportunity to do this. But but part of the opportunity is to believe that we can actually do this next, the next one that we have is, is miraculous powers, the gift of miraculous powers. Now, now this one, it sounds kind of funny because it sounds sort of superhero-y, you know, that we've been given the gift of miraculous like Superman or Thor, you know, like, like which of, which of these superpowers does God, does God give to me? But that's not really, when it talks about miraculous powers, it's not really what it's talking about. What it means is not that you've been given this superpower, but it's really like you're, you're, you have the ability to see the miraculous that God wants to do, and the faith to believe it's real. One of my favorite stories is in all of the Bible is there's this story where Jesus and, and disciples, they're, they're walking, and they're, they're on their way to, to the temple. And there's this, this man who was born blind. And they begin to have this conversation about this man. And, and there's this moment where Jesus heals him, and it's this incredible story. But one of the things that stands out to me that makes it such an incredible story is how Jesus does it is It says that, that he, he bends down and he spits into the mud or spits into the dirt, and makes it into some mud. And then he takes that mud, and he rubs it on the blind guy's face. And then when he goes, and he washes the water off, suddenly he can see, or washes the mud off his face. Suddenly he can see. I look at that, and I believe that Jesus can
1: heal. But brothers and sisters, if that's how God has called me to heal you, You ain't getting healed. (laughs) That if I'm praying for Ezra, and God says, Pastor Brad, go outside and get a fistful of dirt. Then spit in it. Rub it all over Ezra's face. And then when he washes it off, it'll be good. I desperately need the largest gift of miraculous power
0: that you've ever seen in your life. That, that the gift is not just to be able to do all of these things, but the gift is to be able to see them. To be able to see this. the way God wants to work is God wants this to happen. And so you need to be willing to go and do that. It it takes a special kind of gift to be able to see that when God calls you to do it, you can walk on water. It takes a special kind of gift to be able to look at the lunch of a small boy and be able to look at a crowd of thousands of people and be able to say, God can use that. It takes a special kind of gift to be able to stand on the edge of the Red Sea with Pharaoh's army bearing down on you when you're not able to fight back and be able to look and go, I got it. He's going to part the sea in front of us and we're going to walk through on dry It's going to be fine. It takes a special kind of gift to not just believe, well, God can save us somehow, but it takes a special kind of gift to be able to say, here's how. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what I can see in my spirit. Here's the miraculous that I can see that God wants to do. Next, we have the gift of prophecy. Now, this one is kind of like the opposite of healing in the sense that this is probably one of the gifts that's the hardest to understand and that the the conceptions that we have with it may not be the correct ones. Because what we think about when we oftentimes when we think about what a prophet is and what the gift of prophecy is are not usually the same thing. See, when when somebody, when we we talk about prophecy or a prophet, usually we associate that with like a supernatural ability to tell the future. To be able to say, next Thursday at 2 p.m., you're going to go to the bank, and at the bank, there's going to be a man in a red jacket. The man in the red jacket's name is Frank. You need to go up to Frank at 2 p.m. on Thursday in the bank, and you need to walk up to Frank, and you need to tell him that the sparrow flies at dawn. And when you tell him that the sparrow flies at dawn, that, you know, that, that when we think about the gift of prophecy, we think that it's somehow, that a prophet is someone who can tell the future. But that's not really what the gift of prophecy in the Bible Is about. The gift of prophecy is really the ability to hear God speak to you for someone else. The the gift of prophecy is the ability for me to hear the voice of God speak to me, but not just for me but for someone else. It can be the sense that that God wants me to come and say, Jeremy, God wants you to know that he sees you and he loves you and he cares for you. It can be the, the sense that God wants me to come and say, Ron, God values you so much. And, and have this sense that God wants, me to, God wants me to speak, and it's not necessarily, Jeremy, next Thursday at 2 p.m., you need to go to the bank, and you need to look for this person, and you need to give him this code for, that, you know, it's not, it's, not necess- it's not even any real kind of that. There may be some of that, but if that's where we're starting from, we're starting from the way the wrong point. Prophecy is really the gift that God has given us to hear him on behalf of someone else. Maybe it's just a phrase. Maybe it's it's I just need to tell you, God wants you to know. Maybe it's more than just a phrase. Maybe it's it's a longer message where it's uh, actually God's given me a whole paragraph. Maybe it's it's a whole sermon. Where you come and say, Pastor Pratt, God has been speaking to me. And I have something that I believe that I need to share because God has spoken to me. And friends, we believe that God can do that. That when we talk about the, the Holy Spirit speaking to us for other people, some of the other people that I believe that God speaks to us for is for our church is that, that during the week or at church on a Sunday, you may be sitting in worship and you may feel the
1: Lord saying, God wants me to tell the church something. And so we need to then respond to that. And so if in your
0: life, if you feel God speaking to me and saying, God, God wants me to tell the church, you can come and, and let me know. Come and say, Pastor Brad, God spoke to me for the church. And, and I'll say to you, and what did he say? And then we'll work together and have you share that to the body of Christ. That God doesn't just speak through whoever's scheduled to preach that day. That that. If it's me or if it's Lori or if it's Matt or if it's somebody else, whoever's on the schedule, God doesn't work through our preaching schedule. God, God works through all of us. And so if, if you've ever thought, oh, I've got this word, like, I think God wants the church, that's you having the gift of prophecy. And you come and, and we, will, we will work to make that happen. Just a few more. Are you still with me? All right. The next gift is distinguishing between spirits. Now, this one sounds a little out there. It sounds like trying to decide which are the good ghosts and and which are the bad ghosts. That I'm going to distinguish between spirits. But that's not obviously what we're talking about. What, What this really is is it's like the ability to see behind the curtain as as to what's really going on. The Holy Spirit gives us a special insight into what's happening, even though everything can look look one way, we can actually see what is happening is different. You've ever been in a situation where everything seemed normal, but you just felt like something's off, something's not right. You know, maybe you went to go look at a house to rent or to buy and you walked into the house and for no reason you were just like, this ain't it. This, this isn't it. Or, or maybe you walked in and the house didn't look like it should be it, but you were like, this is it. This is the one, I know it doesn't look like it, but, but this is the one for us. You, you walk into a situation and you're like, something is not right here. There's something going on and, and we need to figure out. Or you walk into a really difficult situation and you're able to look and you're able to go, I know exactly what's happening right now, even though I can't quite tell, even though I can't see it, I just know it. And so we walk where we're given sort of this insight into the, the story behind the story where we can see and somebody says something to you and in a moment you're like, there's something else going on there. That meant something else. They said, I asked them how they were doing and they said, fine. And in a flash and in a moment, I was like, they are not fine. This is the understanding what's going on behind what's going on. Another way of saying this, and maybe it's helpful, is they'll talk about this being discernment. It's the ability to choose God's way in a way that's bigger than just our natural ability. That we're able to see and say, this is what God wants, even when it doesn't seem like that's what's being said in the moment. Now, we got two more. And the last two are fairly connected. First is speaking in different kinds of tongues. Now, speaking in tongues is is one of the more challenging and controversial gifts in this list. In in fact, there may be some here who are like, I was hoping he'd run out of time before he got to this one. But this, 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 this is where things seem to get weird. You know, lots of people will acknowledge so many of these gifts are for today. But then a lot of people get to this one and they're like, except for maybe that one. Because that one's the weird one. Is speaking in tongues speaking in other languages? Yes. Are those languages other human expressions of languages? Yes. Is it limited to that? No. Is it even primarily that? No. The Bible will talk about when our words fall short, our spirit begins to pray in a different way. That that when our minds can't quite make it happen, that our spirit begins to pray differently. In Romans chapter eight, it will say, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. See, our spirit has its own way of speaking and praying to God. And when we speak in the gift of tongues, it's not this trance or this spell that someone goes under and and, and they begin to babble in this weird way. Instead, we understand that, that what it is, is it's not a prayer coming from my mind. It's, it's not my, 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 my cognitive faculties praying. It's, it's my spirit stepping in and praying. And so the Bible will talk about like when you pray in tongues, like your mind actually isn't fruitful because it's not your mind that's coming up with these things. If you're praying in tongues and you're thinking about all the sounds that you're supposed to make, you're not praying in tongues. When you pray in tongues, it's your, it's your spirit speaking out and crying out to God. And it doesn't always sound like what we would say, well, that sounds normal. It can sound different. It can sound weird. It sounds not regular. But that's because it's not. It's our spirit crying out to God, speaking things and in ways that my brain doesn't know how to do. And the last gift that is mentioned here is the interpretation of tongues. Tongues. Now, obviously, this gift is, is very much connected to the last gift: the speaking of tongues. Now primarily, when you would use the speak in, in tongues, it would be a conversation between you, you and God. It, it's your spirit speaking to God. But sometimes, that there may be in your life a time when God prompts you to to not just speak between the two of you, but God may say, I want you to share this with the whole church, that not just you're gonna speak in tongues in public, but you're gonna speak in tongues publicly. And so you're gonna, you may, God is calling me to do this. And so we come up and someone gives us a message in tongues. And we all go, Huh? Great. Thank you for that. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. This past week, uh, Pastor Lori and I have been communicating with a a family who is Foursquare Pastors in in Brazil. And, And they've just moved to Canada. And they don't speak any English. And Pastor Lori and I don't speak any Portuguese. So if you speak Portuguese, have I got a job for you? Just so you know. Um, Yeah, like in a couple hours. Um, But so what happens is they send us a message and they write it all out in Google Translate. They translate it to English. They have no idea what that translation says. And they send it to us. We read their translation in English. We write out a response and we Google translate it to Portuguese and we send it to them. And we have no idea the accuracy of that, but we have to do that because if they just wrote to us in Portuguese and we just replied to them in English, nobody is benefiting from that. No, Nobody knows what's being said. Nobody knows what's going back and forth. They're asking us for all kinds of things and we're responding in all kinds of ways and neither one of us know anything about anything and the conversation benefits no one. This is what happens if someone comes up and gives a word in tongues. Unless we have the gift of interpretation of tongues. Where then somebody, maybe the same person, maybe somebody else says, I didn't use Google Translate, but but God spoke to me and said, this this is what was just said. And they begin to translate for us what was said. And then we all go, oh, I get, now we're blessed by it. Now now we recognize, okay, God was actually, I had no idea God was speaking to me in that moment. But after you said that, I now know God was speaking to me. We did it. We made it through that long list. It's not very often that you come to church and the pastor will say, for our sermon today, we've got nine points this morning, buckle in, let's go. But we did it. We made it to the end. And I know that we did a tremendous flyby on all of these gifts. And I want to make sure to put some more resources into your hands because probably even if you were trying to take notes, you probably gave up about 20 minutes ago Um, because it was a lot to sort of, oh, 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 he's moved on, oh, he's moved on already. But so I wanna what I wanna let you know is is that on the back information table, we've got little cards there with, with a website on them and a QR code, and you can go to hillsideairdry.ca slash gifts. And on there, there, there's a bunch more teaching about the, the gifts of the Spirit that you can go to. You can read at your own pace. There's examples from Scripture. There's some other, uh, some other information on there. I know that we did that very quickly, and we could have probably broken that down into multiple weeks. But eventually, this sermon series does need to end. Um, but... Um, You can go to hillsideairdry.ca slash gifts. If you're watching online, you can can see that. Or if you're here, there's the cards at the back or you can go there. But I just wanted to make sure that you knew that it wasn't sort of this like 100 mile an hour drive by and then just be like, get it, got it, good. But there are places where you can go. But I wanna close off our time together with a couple or with one last verse and one last thought for you today. The Apostle Paul who wrote... First Timothy, or sorry, the Apostle Paul, who wrote 1 Corinthians that we were reading from today. He also wrote a, wrote a couple of books to, to a young man that he was mentoring, a young pastor, and that pastor's name was Timothy. And we have two of the letters, First and Second Timothy. And he's giving him some advice on how to, how to, how to pastor his church, how to live his life, how to be an effective Christian, how to be an effective leader. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Paul will write this to Timothy. And this is a good, a good place to leave us with this this morning. I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you. God has placed gifts inside each one of us. We talked about that. Pastor Lori last week talked about how when we're given the gift, we actually need to open it. We actually need to use it. We can't just receive it and then go put it away. That we're given this gift for us to use. And so I want to encourage you with the same words that Paul encouraged Timothy. Fan into flames the gifts of God which are in you. Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family. And that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca. Or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on Contact Us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on Our Pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know His hope, know His purpose, and know His power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family we go.
2: display best and Ironically, stage is where we That's why we need you, Lord we need you, God we can't do what only you do, Holy Spirit